This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. My name's Andrew. Who's with me first on the call? Amen. I'm glad you joined in. You're going to be blessed if you stay and listen to the word of the Lord. It's going to be a great Friday. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sweetie. Good morning, sister. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Friday to you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Happy Friday. It's Pretty Patrice. Hey, Pretty Patrice. Happy Friday. How are you? I was struggling this morning, but but, but I'm going to press through. Amen. Praise God. Just keep keep me lifted, please. I sure will. Good morning. It's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Wherein in time past, he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit which now worketh in the children of the disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in past time, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, 
who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ. That's a blessed, blessed notion. It's a happy Friday to clear victory. My name is Andrew. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Good morning, it's Susie. Hey, Sister Susie, happy Friday. Happy Friday. How's my friend Rick doing? He's doing a lot better, thank God. My 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 brother's flying in from DC today for three weeks. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. And so we're pray, praying for, for him to have a, a nice, easy, non convoluted flight. Oh, thank you. Uh huh. Did anyone else join us on this happy Friday? Good morning. This is Pam. Good morning. Hey, Pam. Happy Friday. Good morning to you. Happy Friday. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Happy Friday to clear victory. My name is Andrew, who just joined me on the call. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye are sometimes, ye who were sometimes far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. We are one in Christ. It's a happy Friday to play victory. My name is Andrew, who's with me on the call. We're respecting the time this morning. Uh, we are about to begin, so I'm asking everyone under the sound of my voice, please check your phone, making sure the mute feature is depressed, activated, ongoing, so that there's no impediment to the Word of God being dispensed or received. Good morning. My name is Andrew. Welcome to Declare Victory. I'm your host for the morning. Thank you for joining us here. We are surely going to be blessed by what we hear. Who are we? This is who we are. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. 
Pacific Standard Time, and we're here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Today, Friday, is Men's Day, where only men are scheduled in a lineup to bless you. Be sure to phone in daily for the great messages we have planned for you. Two announcements are before us today. Firstly, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be bestowed to you for your giving and trusting in Him. Secondly, there will not be any Friday Night Live this evening. Again, Friday Night Live is not live this evening. There were no prayer requests on our online app, but there are several ongoing prayer requests that I would like to remind you of. Firstly, we're asking that everyone please remember Sister Susie's brother. He's flying in from D.C. today. He's going to be spending some time with his family, and we are lifting him up for traveling grace and mercies because these are troubling times, and safety and travel is not a given. So we're covering Sister Susie's brother. We're also covering Sister Julia, uh, still on the front lines with caring for the disadvantaged and the vulnerable, the needy and people just recently hurt by uh, natural disasters. We have a new natural disaster uh, oncoming. Hurricane has set its eyes on the U.S. coast. So we're remembering all of those people in the past, those who don't have the resources to just pick up and relocate for a while, those that may not be covered by insurance. We're please lifting them up. We're also remembering the children, the hungry, the abused, the lonely, the scared, the hopeless, the incarcerated, the elderly, those in hospice care, those who don't know the Lord, the nation of Israel, our leaders who seem not to fear God or respect man. Many concerns are on our hearts this morning, and we're asking the Lord to handle each and every one of them. The order of the call is as follows. Declaration this morning will be brought by Pastor Lawrence Van Hook. Leading prayer on corporate praise will be E.K. Dawson. That order once again. The declaration will be rendered by Pastor Lawrence Van Hook. Leading prayer on corporate praise will be E.K. Dawson. Immediately following our praise, Pastor Van Hook will take us through the Love, Life, and Victory section where he can further bring out and counsel on the teaching that he brought this morning. Buckle up. It's going to be a great time in the Lord. The next voice you hear will be that of Pastor Van Hook. My name is Andrew Hart. I now pass the call. God bless you all.
thank you so very much, um, Brother Andrew. Good morning to the victors. I want to open up with a word of prayer. Lord, we come at this hour to say thank you again for the privilege that we have and the prayer opportunity that we have. Come into your presence with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. Knowing today is the first day to the rest of our lives, we ask that you would give us a fresh start and let us remember that even if we had a great yesterday, that um, yesterday's already a canceled check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. It may not make it. It's all we have is today. And so we pray now that we grant the peace, the grace, the love. You actually tell us in the prayer that we ought to take it one day at a time with this day's bread. So we bless now your time that we would get a chance to share. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Good morning um, to the victors. Again, if you can check your phone and see if your phone is on mute. I am so excited again to meet you one more opportunity to just to share my version of how good God has been to me. And I, I really wanted to uh, spend quite a bit of time on this um, call uh, because that's a lot where a lot of my work is I've looked at um, the narratives of the callings of people and um, if you heard me before um, I call the calling a piece of God's heart that he has actually given you and when you have a piece of God's heart that he's given you then you're responsible for responding to that piece as a call. Nobody can do your call like you can. When you can say what God says, see what God sees, and feel what God feels, love what God loves, call or sin what God calls sin, not what we call sin, but what God calls sin, call love what God calls love, um, then we can begin to operate. And there's some of us in, uh, on this call, on this line, perhaps had, have had callings and didn't know it. Some people often ask me, well, I don't know my, my call, and so what, what, what can I do? Um, and, and the first thing that we know that um, um, we know that the passion that comes along with, with your call, you have three things. You have a, 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 calling, you have a um, passion, you have a piece of God's heart, but you also have um, your giftedness that you have been gifted with. What is your spiritual gift so that you can know what comes naturally for you, what you're bent toward. And once you put those things together, you will begin to manifest your call. Um, can you check your phone one more time, please? We have some people who probably don't know that your phone is on, um, that's not on mute, and we, we, can, we can hear your um, phone, whether it be in your pocket or whether it be uh, someplace else. Could you check your phone, please? And so today I wanted to, again, um, um, lift the call. I um, have, we've had a phenomenal time with the people uh, even from Declare Victory, and again, thank those of us who make this possible um, uh, for the forgiveness class. We have several people coming 
uh, from Declare Victory to the Forgiveness Class at the Community Church every Wednesday, um, 10, uh, what is the address, 1527 34th Street uh, in the city of Oakland, close to Emeryville. If you Google it, Community Church um, in um, Oakland or Emeryville, we have two addresses at 630. And we have been having a phenomenal time. And really, I think that um, this call helps to uh, illuminate the passage of scriptures that says, without, um, without a word, without a vision, the people will die. The people cast off restraint. The people will perish. And, 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 and uh, the Bible also gives us clarity by saying, above all, you need to get an understanding. And if you have an understanding of what it is that you are being called to do or what you're being um, called to step, uh, to partner with, you, you can move a little bit easier. When you don't have what we call the rules of engagement, it's so, so very difficult. Um, this coming Wednesday, we will be talking about um, um, the emotions. And I call this the place where the majority of us live. Uh, God gave us emotions for uh, for good, but when they turn sour, when you have stress and anger and hypertension and 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 when you're under pressure, your emotions don't work for your good. But God gave you those emotions. Um, and one of the scriptures that we use as a prayer, at least um, I was given as a prayer as a kid, when we say Jesus wept. What that does is describe the emotion, um, the humanity um, that 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 Jesus has, and the emotion is the biggest emotion is called love. Um, and if you love, then that means you became vulnerable. And if you've never loved, uh, one writer philosopher says that you really have never lived unless you've loved. And so um, today I wanted to. Just spend a little time uh, again thanking those who made this possible, and and I'm just so excited. Uh, but also give you an opportunity to come out come out on Wednesday um, night if you're not um, at your own uh, ministry, and 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 prepare yourselves to be armed with what um, God's solution to the problem that's called sin. And people have missed their blessings because they could not forgive. Um, and, you know, some people say, well, listen, I don't forgave and enough is enough. And now I'm getting ready to do something different. Um, and, and I understand that if that is in God's will for your life, um, but you definitely need to know what is being said and know what you're working with. And then you will be able to move from there. And life has its own twist, turns and journey. And so um, um, come on out on Wednesday, 630. Uh, so that we can begin to uh, talk about what God says to us about forgiveness. The model prayer says this, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And so the clear message there is, how many people did you spend time releasing for sinning against you? And that kind of time that you spend releasing them God would spend that kind of time releasing you because you released somebody else. And, and a lot of us, we have anxiety, stress, we all pin up and, and we have our body breakdown because somebody done us wrong. 
but but we're so focused on them as opposed to focus on what God says on how to release them. And when you release them, you literally release yourself. I want to go to uh, a passage of scripture. And again, um, there's so many callings in the Bible that, that we can take a look at. One of my favorites, because I had to look at them all uh, when I was doing my doctoral dissertational work. Um, and if I noticed that um, some call narratives are short, other call narratives are long. A lot of times, the reason why the call narrative is long is because the person who was called has to clarify their journey in a narrative. Um, in other words, they had a checkered past. Um, they, 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 they needed to um, um, justify some things based upon what God called them to do. And perhaps they're either rebellion to the call, they ran, they ran from the call, or, or they tried to stuff the peace of God heart that he's given them. And, and so one of the main characters in the Bible who had a, an amazing call, and this might be able to, to parallel some of your journey um, as you um, um, are on the path to answering your call. Matter of fact, um, I, I talk about the difference from accepting the call and answering the call. I believe if you accept the call, you just say, oh, well, um, I got this little gift that, that, that I um, been, been gifted with, so I'll use it when I feel like it. But when you answer the call, you accept the responsibility that comes along with what your assignment is. And a lot of us um, are guilty of accepting the gift or the calling uh, but we don't answer it. We don't. We don't foolproof our ministry. We don't prepare for um, the long distance. Uh, John Maxwell calls um, um, a gift or a, a a something that you have been blessed with. He calls it a head start. And so you have to um, uh, do something to to fortify, to season what God has given you as a head start. Uh, because once you get a head start then you have to be able to keep moving because people who don't respond to their head start, next thing you know, other people have passed you by and you're still talking about the call or the gift or the naturalness that you have. And, and so I wanted to say that, that you ought, to, you, ought, you ought to embrace it. You ought to answer the call um, or just accept it just because um, it has been given to you. There is a passage in the book of Ezekiel that I wanted to lift on today. Um, it's in chapter 33. Um, this, 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 this guy, Ezekiel, has a turbulent call. And so his, his call narrative is the first three chapters of the book of Ezekiel. He spends cha three chapters trying to tell you about his calling. But in chapter 33, there is a word about the watchman. And if you have a call, then you have a call to be a watchman. And when I say watchman, when I use the, um, the, the, the male term, I'm also speaking about women. So when I say watchman, I'm also saying watchwoman. And, um, and so I wanted to uh, give you just a passage um, that lifts the call 
Um, and what Ezekiel told um, the um, priest uh, and the ministers and the people of God who have a calling on your life, you are now classified as a watchman. And so this is what he says in chapter 33, verses one through a few um, passages. He said, the word of the Lord came uh, to me saying, son of man, speak to the sons of the people who are in exile in Babylon and say to them, if I bring a sword on the land and the people of the land take one man from amongst them and make him their watchman. And he sees the sword coming on the land and blows the trumpet and warns the people. Then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning and a sword comes and takes him away, his blood will be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be on himself. But if he takes warning, he would have saved his own life. But if the watchman sees the sword, here it is, this is about the watchman. If the watchman, verse six, but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet and the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any one of them, the people away, he is taken away because of his corruption and sin. But I will require his blood from the watchman's head. Now, as for you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So you shall hear a message from my mouth and give them a warning from me. When I say to the wicked, oh, wicked man, you will certainly die and you will and you do not speak to the warn of the wicked from his way that the wicked man will die because of his sins, but I will require his blood from your hands. I, I want to stop there because I want to be able to unpack what's actually going on here in the text. And you probably, after hearing this, will go back and get a chance to find out that you might be called as a watchman. Um, if I can recreate the scene, um, um, it's approximately 597 AD. The prophets um, uh, or the, the, the word had been given to the children of Israel because you have sinned. Um, God is going to put you in exile for 70 years. And, 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 and after you pay your penance, of 70 year prison term in a foreign land being abused by the foreigners, then I will bring you back home. And maybe you would appreciate what it is that I have given you as God. Well, um, if you notice in the text that you never see a prophet until the people start asking 
for a king. When you look at the text, you'll, you'll notice that, that, that prophets don't show up until there's kings. And, and, and I believe one of the reasons why the prophets came was because the people wanted a king so bad. And, and, and so uh, we, we, there, 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 were, there were priests before and judges before um, kings. But, but, but when the people wanted a king, God have, had to give an extra uh, layer of security by giving a word to kings, people high and people low, through the form, uh, form of a prophet. And the prophets were, 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 were tasked with the word of God and being able to take the risk of telling both king and peasants, in other words, both high and low, what thus says the Lord. And if it came true, then God would protect and uh, keep the king in order. Uh, if it did not come true what the prophet says, then the prophet would die. And so um, um, if you notice that that's what actually took place. And um, Ezekiel in Israel was a priest. He come from the priestly family. And, and, and he had some entitlements by being a, a, a lineage of the priest. And he had become so entitled in Israel that he did not take his calling seriously, if you please. He did not take his, his calling seriously. And so it was really important that um, he, once he had uh, gotten so much of the filth as a priest, what no preachers doing their job in Israel um, as a priestly um, those you who just coughed, can you put your phone on mute, please? Thank you so very, very much. Uh, you, you just coughed. Um, if you could put your phone on mute. Um, and so it's so very important that you understand that he was a priest in Jerusalem. And um, now he was taken into Babylon in either the first or the second deportation around 60, uh, 605 um, um, uh, BC. Now notice this, and I wanted to say this um, as a sidebar because I wanted to give you a reason why this call, the Claire victory is so very important. If you notice that there was three deportations from Israel to Babylon. And you have to ask the question, um, did they take everybody from Israel to Babylon? And the answer is no. Um, they only took people who had some kind of worth and value. So in the first deportation, they took the governors and the important people. Uh, second deportation, they, they, they took the, um, the skilled workers, so, um, the, 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 the trades, um, the, the, um, the people who had a skill set um, in the second and third deportation. The people who were left in Israel, the people who were left in Jerusalem, are the people who did not have a skill set. Um, the people who did not have any, any, um, any, 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 any um, skills to survive. 
And, and, and I thought that that was a major pivotal point as I was doing the study of the people who left and the people who stayed behind. Listen, I'm asking those of you, and that's the reason why you're on this call. You must be prepared to have value in a skill or in a skill set. You have to create your own worth. Notice what happened to the people who left. The people who were left behind stayed in bondage. The city was in ruins, according to um, the, the 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 book of uh, of, of of Daniel or the the book of of uh, Ezra. Um, it's so very important that you know that the people who were left behind were the people who were scattered and never could make it. Important that you understand that if you don't have a skill set, you will be left behind. Whoever, can you put your phone on mute if you don't have your phone on mute, please? Um, you have to know that the people who were deportated had a skill. And if you don't have a skill, your value becomes worthless. You become a part of the scattered people who cannot help themselves. Um, the Bible speaks that the poor will be with us always, not necessarily because you, you don't, you, you don't, you don't, you, you are sorry or you're part of a different tribe, but I'm asking those of us here in this country, we must prepare ourselves with a skill set so that we can have gainful employment. Because if you don't, you will be left behind and Sam Ballot, uh, Gershop, and Tobias will be the people who uh, govern you and their job is to keep you in ruin, to keep you confused. Um, there, there, it's not that you don't know how to make money, but you must understand that people of, of, of skills and value and of worth, God loves all of us. But if you notice, there was a reason why they took certain people and left certain people in uh, Jerusalem, and they stayed there. And until Nehemiah shows up, in the book of Nehemiah, it talks about Sambalat, Tobias, and Gershom. They were able, they had to fight the people who hung out with the underworld because the people did not have the skills until somebody came and organized their skills that they had. So you must know your worth and your value, and you must have a skill set so that you won't be a squanderer. And, 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 and some people will take issue with me, but I'm, 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 I'm hoping that you will stop now, begin to prepare yourself for your journey ahead. If you don't prepare yourself, um, if you notice, even in the military now, they, you have to take a test to get in the military. They just don't want anybody anymore. Um, if you notice, don't look now, but everything um, just about that you deal with, cars, any type, anything that moves, um, have a computer in it. So you have to kind of know your computers. And so that's a sidebar to say from an educator, from a person who understands that you must prepare yourself. Um, Abraham Lincoln says, if I had six hours to chop down a cherry tree, I would spend five of them sharpening my ax. In essence, I need to be prepared for the journey. And so I wanted to say that as a sidebar, because as we look at this amazing um, prophet, 
who used to be a a, a squandering priest, um, is now in Babylon at the river of Shabar, and he gets his calling. Um, and and notice some of the episodes that you will see in uh, the book of Ezekiel because he's so colorful in his, in in his way that that he describes what he um, hears God seeing or he see he hears from God and he sees. Um, in the book of Ezekiel, you hear about um, God talking about um, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. In the book of Ezekiel, what that means is simply that we used to only know God to be in one place stationary around one thing, and that was the Ark of the Covenant. But in Ezekiel, praise God for Ezekiel, praise God for the Spirit of God, God moves where his people are. And the wheel in the middle of a wheel gives evidence that wherever you go, if you're God's people, his spirit does not stay with the Ark of the Covenant any longer. The spirit moves where God's people are. And, 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 and that's the reason why the Ark of the Covenant and what they built around the Ark of the Covenant um, was so very, very important. But, but because God had some people that had been scattered, but they were still God's people, God goes. And so I just needed to say to somebody uh, on this call, no matter where you go, if you're God's people, God's presence, his spirit goes with you, uh, whether it be in jail, in the crack house, wherever you go, if you're God's people, uh, I can shout by myself because there are some places that we find ourselves in. And, 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 and we need to know in the assurance that God is still with us. And, and so Ezekiel declares that God goes where the people are. So since the people had been taken into bondage in Babylon, Lord have mercy, God's spirit went with them into Babylon so that he could encourage them with the prophets, uh, people like Ezekiel. But also, if you remember in the book of Ezekiel, um, um, in 37, um, he, he, he takes um, Ezekiel out and asks him the question, can these bones live, dry bones? Um, in my tradition and culture, that's one of the most famous sermons uh, that I've ever heard uh, people talk about. And, and, and they, they take the literal uh, message to, to talk about a body being connected. Um, and the preacher says, God, only you know the circumstances and the hearts of the people that you showing me. And, 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 and God basically says to the minister, to the person who are called, since I know that I need for you to preach the word. And, and I wanted to do another sidebar to say here, um, listen, even if you get a whole bunch of education, if you get a whole bunch of uh, information, if you really want to change the lives of people. I believe from the bottom of my heart, start with God's word. His word can transform people. And we come up with a lot of uh, gimmicks and tactics. I have special ways of how to preach and deliver sermons. But the truth of the matter is I'm trying to get you to God's word because I believe that if you get God's word on the inside of you, um, you will change. 
um, um, there's one, what, 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 one, one word says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. And, and there is a drawing drought because we're not lifting up Jesus. And, and, and not just in, in, in folklore, but lifting him up in word and in deed and in process. And so you must know that God's word is so very important. And that's what he tells Ezekiel um, through, through, through looking at that valley, valley of dry bones. He says, just preach the word. And the Bible um, in 37, Ezekiel says that when he began to preach the word, that the bones begin to come together, but they begin to look like um, um, an army, but, but they were still dead. And, and, and so if you really want to see a change, you can't go from cradle to grave. The best you can do is keep preaching the word. Watch this. If you keep reading that text, um, when God blows his breath, I believe the, the word there is ruha, when, when, when breath is given, that's when you have a living soul. And so we can't be responsible. Can you imagine if man was responsible for putting people um, into life and into to the world and then taking life when they felt like it? No, you can't uh, get life until God says yes. And, and, and life cannot leave until God says yes. And so it's so very important that you understand that this calling of God gives us the ability to speak his word. But in the, in the watchman era, and I want to just unpack 37 real quickly just so that you can see some of the things um, around the calling. And, I, and I, I've got so much that I've already said and, and I want to say, but, but some of the things that is so very important um, for you to know um, that I wanted to lift out of Ezekiel uh, 33. First of all, he says, I've called you to be a watchman. Now, um, most watchmen are called from out of the people who need the deliverance, the uh, uh, calling, the, the, they come from within. And, and one of the reasons why most of your great leaders come with, from within because they have a vested interest. Um, it's very, very, very difficult. Um, I was just in a meeting yesterday with some um, high-powered people, and they were talking about uh, one of our policing problems in the inner city is um, because when we used to have the police officers live in our neighborhood, and if they knew the young people, <laughs> they wouldn't take them to jail, they'd take them home. But when you have no vested interest in the community, it's just real easy for you to just do it like you feel, and you just want to not become a police, a community police officer, but you're just um, um, being a protector of the law. And so you want to be able to have a vested interest in the people you're called to. There ought to be some kind of attachment. Um, some of us um, have family members. You, you, you wish you could trade families, but you have an attachment there. And it's so very important that you want to see them come alive. Notice that God did not call a Babylonian to preach to the, um, the people for, that came from Israel, Jerusalem. He took one of them, and this guy was a wicked priest, but now he becomes a prophet with an a important word. But secondly, um, um, I noticed that he talks about a trumpet. Um, 
you have to be able to sound the alarm. And if, if, if you notice the text, the text used to ask, Watchman, what time is it? And, and he would have to give a, um, a, a, a rendering of what was going on, three o'clock all is well, high noon all is well, whatever time it was. Um, and he had to stand on the wall. Um, now, let me just tell you what standing on the wall as a called watchman actually means and in details. As a man, woman of God, it is our responsibility to see impending danger. We were supposed to be able to see that number 45, uh, that's, that's uh, number 46 minus one, the president after Barack Obama, you got number 45. 44 was Barack Obama. We should have been able to see and warn the people that, that, that 45 was coming and that he was going to give the wealthier tax break and everybody else was going to be uh, um, left behind. He was going to destroy the, the healthcare system. That's what a watchman's designed to do. You have to see impending dangers from afar and warn the people by sounding the trumpet so that people get, can, can get prepared for things to come. Um, that, that's where we, we, we get the word prophecy from, to foresee, to see impending dangers. And so the text in Ezekiel 33 says, if you declare that you are a prophet, you have to see in a distance. You ought to be able to warn people that an impending danger, it's almost like, um, you know how they do the weather forecasting now and they, they name these hurricanes? The weather forecast is like a, um, is, is, is the prototype of a watchman. Um, they tell you, look, it's, it's, it's 200 miles in the ocean and it's gonna hit Puerto Rico and it, it has a dead hit in Miami or in New Orleans, wherever it's going to hit but you need to know how to prepare yourself. And it could be a cat five, could be a catastrophic four, but I'm telling you now, it's on the way. That's what the watchman's job is. And so it's so very important that you sound the alarm, have a trumpet. I, I'm, I, I'm hopefully um, you, have, you have your own trumpet. If you, if you believe you've been called by God, then don't have a flute, don't, don't, have, don't have a violin. You need to have a trumpet, and I don't have time to talk about the symbolism of what a trumpet means, but I, but I wanted to lift one more thing because I know my time has run out, and there's a whole bunch here that I don't get a chance to talk about, but not only do you need to have a call from within, not only you need to be able to sound the alarm, but thirdly, you need to definitely make sure that you warn the people. You warn the people. Um, what, what's, what's coming on the horizon for the people that you've been called to? And how have you warned and prepared them for the impending danger that lies ahead? We, we have to know that if we see the impending danger, because if you are called prophet, if you're called watchman, um, um, then you are responsible to see beyond what's normal and see what's coming, what's looming. And you are responsible for responding to the things. Um, and, and that's just, and, and I believe, and that's the reason why I'm so involved within the community, 
There's community ills. There's, there's, there's drugs that are on the way that's coming in. There's new things that are happening. And a watchman has to be prepared enough to see anything that's going to affect God's people. You have to be prepared to sound the alarm. Now, now notice you can't sound the alarm of a trumpet when you don't have a venue. Um, you have to have venue, you have to have credibility, you have to have a, 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 a pulpit, if you please. Um, because if you don't have a venue or a pulpit or a place of some sort, then, then people will thank you crazy walking down the street. The end of the world is coming. Well, we, we understand that. So you have to have credibility someplace. Um, somebody's got to know and ask you, what time is it? So that you can sound the alarm and say, listen, a crack, a crack epidemic is on the horizon. It's going to hit in the early 80s. And by the end of the 80s, two, three generations, perhaps, of people will be wiped out. And, 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 and the next drug that will come in will be this. And the next epidemic, you have to be able to see those things coming and then sound the alarm so that people can be prepared. The Bible says this, because I have to close. The Bible says this, if you are a watchman and you see the impending danger and you sound the alarm and the people heard the trumpet, they got the report, but they kept doing what they was doing because that's what some people are going to do. Then when the destruction comes, and if they're destroyed, they destroyed themselves. The Bible says, if you are a watchman, and if you see the impending danger, because God will show you, based upon your skill set, your area of expertise, your community, your country, your, your lifestyle, whatever you have as a calling, as a watchman, God will allow you to see things coming before it hits. And you should be able to warn the people. But if you see the impending danger, not only protect yourself and the people, one person, God says, even if one um, of the people get hurt because of you not warning them as a watchman, as a called individual, he says, I'm requiring their blood on your hand. Um, I wanted to say this as I closed, because I, I carry on a lot of foolishness and I've got a lot of things going on, but I take this watchman thing seriously, um, because at the end of the day, um, I want to be able to say to God, God, I did the best that I could to warn the people how to be prepared, um, how, how to engage and so in order for you to do that, you have to place yourself in positions where you can help the people who need help because you can see the warning on the horizon and you want to help people to work while this day because when the storm hits and when night comes, no man, woman, boy, and girl can work. Um, I need for you to think about your church, your community, where you live. Are your, is your church, are you, are you interested in preparing people for the impending danger that's ahead. Is your church just singing songs and, and getting their praise on 
and, and walking in their anointing and not preparing the people for the impending danger. If that's the case, in a lot of our churches and a lot of our uh, worship, houses of worship and people who have communities, we're not preparing the people. Well, don't look now, but there is a watchman. Somewhere, a watchman, and I want to be clear and be inclusive, a watchwoman that God is going to hold accountable. And so that's the reason why I'm, I'm doing forgiveness at my church. On the beginning of, 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 of uh, uh, September 8th, I think it's Sunday, the second Sunday in, um, uh, in, uh, in, in September, at 5 o'clock we start financial peace at our church because we need for you to have your money in order we need for you to spend and save and invest money God's way. And there are some principles that you need to know because if what happened in number 45's case, do you all know that there was uh, 800,000 people when 45, when the president shut down the government, people couldn't pay their rent, they couldn't pay nothing because they did not have financial peace. One of the principles of financial peace is if you have an emergency fund, you'll stop having the emergency. Um, what I like about financial peace is because I need to prepare the people. I've learned that financial, I didn't know financial peace until the last few years, but now that I know, I want everybody to be financially prepared because 45 probably will show up, or maybe even 46 if we're not careful, or 45 again, because he mad, he shut the government down. And we had people that literally could not make it because they were not prepared for the storm of so many days of shutdown of the government. This is what the watchman's job is. And so, watchman, what time is it? If you've been called to be a watchman, it is your responsibility to see the impending danger on this country, in your state, in your community, what's going on in your schools, what's happening in crime, what's happening in safety. It's your job to get involved. Give the people a report. 12 o'clock, all is well. Six o'clock, three o'clock, there's an impending crisis coming. I need for you to prepare so that when it comes, you need to batten down the hatches. You need to go to higher ground. You need to have financial peace. You need for forgiveness because if not, your storm is going to make you so angry and so bitter that you won't be able to function. You're going to blame everybody else for your issues. God has already told you to release that stuff so that you can live. That's what the watchman's job. I now pass the call.
Brother E, if you're praying, we can't hear you. Our Father, our God, our Creator, as we bow before your holy throne, Father, we want to thank you. We have thanksgiving upon our lips and our hearts for you keeping us through the night. Father God, we thank you for our daily bread. We thank you for your cloak of protection that we travel under. Father God, we thank you that you give us fellowships with the other saints in the family of God, Father, which strengthens us, comforts us, keeps us, and helps us, Father, to be ready to deal with the outside world and be watchmen of the gospel. Father God, we thank you for giving us the ability to gain money, Father, which is necessary in our daily track through life. Father God, we thank you for giving us those that we can witness to, to give us an opportunity to showcase your glory, Father, and reach out that all men should be saved. Father God, we thank you for the gift of wisdom, allowing us to discern the good from the evil. Father God, we thank you for your word, that hard, ragged rock that we can stand upon, Father, no matter how high the waves crash, no matter how hard the wind blows, Father, no matter how long the rain slashes, the rock will stay. We thank you, Father, for the comfort that it gives. We thank you, Father, for when it chastises us, Father, and shows us how far we've erred. We thank you, Father, for those promises that it presents to us of your care and love for us, that we are never by ourselves. We are never abandoned. We are never unprotected. We are never unloved. Father God, we thank you for that hope that you give us that lies within us of fellowship with you, Father, communion with you, that we can call on your name in the day of trouble. We can call on your name in a day of gladness, and you are there. Where two or three are gathered in your name, you are already in the midst. Thank you, Father. And remind us and make force us to remember that fact that you are always with us, whether we feel your presence or not. Sometimes, Father, you stand near us but you don't embrace us father and we feel we, we feel that distance father but you are still there and all we have to do is cry abba father and all is all is well you're a magnificent god there is none like you there was none stronger there was none wiser there was none more holy and Father, we we thank you for giving us the opportunity to know of you and worship you. For in worshiping you, Father, we find peace. In worshiping you, Father, we gain our strength. In you, Father, in worshiping you, we renew our purpose. For for this main purpose, we were created to worship and serve you, our Heavenly Father, the Lord of hosts, the Most High. Oh, Father God, you're amazing. You are awesome. Father, we ask that you remember the 
requests that each one of us has on their hearts, those unspoken requests, those we can't share with just everybody. Father God, we ask that you remember <coughs> Susie's husband, Rick, his, Susie's brother, sister Julia, Father, the children that are being maligned and hurt, Father, the elderly that are being <coughs> forgotten and abandoned, those whose bodies have started to rebel against them and they're feeble, Father, and aged. Father God, they cry out to you, Father. Please hear them and comfort them, touch them. Send your children to their side to let them know that the Lord of all still loves them. Let them feel your love, Father. Let them feel your presence. Father God, we ask that you go into the jail cells, the detention camps, all those that are incarcerated and have their freedom restricted. We ask, Father, that you visit them. Bless them today, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Don't let them feel hopeless, Father. Let them understand that you are still sitting high in the heavenlies and you rule in the affairs of men. Father God, we ask that you touch all those that are traveling. We ask that you touch all those that are heading to the doctor's offices who won't get good reports. Father God, we ask that you remember those that are bereaved and have lost loved ones. Father God, we ask that you touch those hearts that are venturing nearest hell, who are running out of chances to confess and claim you as their Lord and Savior. Send people to them now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that they not miss their chance. Father God, we love you. We laud you. Father God, we sing praises to you because you're so amazing and we need you. We can't do this without you. We can't make another step without you because you order every step we take. Father God, you structure us according to your will and your way. Father God, we thank you for your hand upon us. Our names are graven in your hands, you told us. You cannot forget us. Father God, we thank you for those promises. We thank you for making us the head and not the tail, that you made us above and not beneath. Thank you, Father, for all that you do for us. Thank you, Father, for how you designed us. And Father, forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness that our prayers not be hindered before you. But David said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But Father God, we need you to hear us. We need you to hear our hearts cry to you, Father. Those deep inner, deep inner cries, Father, that we can't even voice, that the Holy Spirit voices for us with groanings and utterings that cannot be uttered. Father God, those cries, we need you to address them, please, in the name of Jesus. We need your help, Father. We need you to hold us, Father. We need you to clear our path, that we may do the work that you have ordained us for, that you have blessed us to do, Father, that you've equipped us and anointed us to do, that we may do it in your name and do it well. Father God, we love you. We need you.
but we praise you. And as we take our phones off mute, we will voice that self-same praise to let everyone know that you are God or the one we bend the knee to, Father God. As we take our phones off mute, we will praise you. Father God, we love you. We love you. We need you, Father. We call on your name, Father, in the day of trouble, Father. In the enemy's approaches, Father, we Thank you. 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 Thank you.
again brother andrew for being such a phenomenal brother um this calling thing is pretty serious because what it does when i take a look at it from the book of ezekiel it lets us know that we have a higher and a greater job and responsibility for people who may not even look and act like us but we're responsible for them as a watchman if we're responsible for the people that we see uh, we also can give an opportunity for people who we may not know of, and so um, um, what, 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 what would you, how would you respond to the call that God has placed upon your life and the responsibility that you have of the people in making sure that you prepare them for the impending dangers that's happening ahead, um, both uh, on a global scale and on a private scale? Maybe you... Um, got a, a question or you heard something that was striking, but that's the kind of call that the clergy persons have on their life. Um, and, and non-clergy persons 
also um, do it with uh, health. You have people that put on health fairs to make sure that people are aware of um, eating habits and, and what, what, what's killing us and what's not. So there's just so many things that calling represents. Um, and um, you have to, from my perspective, answer your call. Um, if you're on the line, we definitely try our best to prepare people. Then it's not about me as an individual. It's about getting prepared because once you get financial peace, once you get uh, forgiveness, you, you no longer have to be connected to me. You need to be connected to the peace that financial peace gives you and the freedom that your forgiveness has given you through the power of Jesus Christ. Um, and so that's the reason why we have those classes at our church to prepare people. And it's amazing how many people that are not a part of our ministry come um, who don't know me, could care less about who I am as an individual, but appreciate we have the training and the ability to empower people um, for their future. And that's what I'm interested in. And so that's the reason why uh, Wednesdays we do find uh, forgiveness every, every Wednesday for the next 12 weeks, I think 11 weeks, forgiveness, 1527 34th Street at Community Church. Then September the 8th, we start financial peace on Sunday afternoon. Um, there is a cost that does not come to our church. We host it through Dave Ramsey, um, but he gives you access to make sure that you can ask all the questions you have around your finances. And I think it's one of the greatest things um, that we do. One of my uh, good friends, he says, college taught me how to hide money, how to um, um, do everything but make money. Um, and so um, even when you have money, you know, are you placing it in the right places? And how do you save for um, the future? How much retirement money you need? Uh, because, you know, we're all getting older. There's just so many things that we can talk about. Uh, what did you hear? What do you have? Any comments? What would you like to share with me or us this morning? Uh, what did you hear today? Anybody want to share? Morning, Pastor. This is Andrew. Yes, sir. I want to. I want to thank you for the reminder this morning about uh, our, our responsibilities, because uh, what what you taught you can you can take it uh, on two different levels. That the the watchman ethos is is for the the clergyman you know those that those that have a pulpit <clears throat> those that maybe have a street corner where they cry out in the name of the lord but that also pertains to every baptized believer because that great <laughs> commission said you know basically through the great commission our job is to reach out and win souls we we, we can't get so caught up in well, well, I, I need to I, I need to learn more, and when I get to some some point off in the future, when I attain that level of knowledge, you know, then I'll do it, because that time, you know, usually will not come because you'll put another barrier up there, you know, just full stop because it's not something that you're comfortable with. You don't really you're not that much of a people person. You don't like rejection or can't handle rejection and you just, you know, kind of push it off. But Paul says that, you know, I, I plant, 
Apollos waters, but God giveth the increase. So my job is to tell people about Christ. Period. You know, I'm not supposed to wait around to see how they how they do with it. I'm not, you know, not necessary because somebody else has that job. I'm not supposed to count on you know, on my on my calculator how many people I won. Somebody else will take care of that. I'm just supposed to tell people, you know, how good God's been to me and, you know, how do you, this is what you do to get saved. And it may be, it may be a very shallow uh, point to some, but that's my job. Now somebody else comes behind me and adds to that and other people are commissioned and, and anointed to do that. And so at the end of the day, that person has had the gospel given to them and now they can make a decision to accept him or reject him. But that's my job because that same warning on the watchman comes to me that for all those people that I don't talk to, that I'm supposed to talk to, and I don't know their names, this, the Holy spirit will just prompt me, you know, when I'm in their presence to, you know, okay, use this as a segue to talk about me and when we don't if something happens to that person and they don't make it in their blood is on our heads because we didn't do the job and when we stand before him you know we'll find out like just how much we missed because we didn't act and so what you taught this morning just reminds me of how much work i have left to do how much more work i've left undone because i you know, didn't want to bring it up because this is polite conversation or I didn't want to bring it up because I told them before and they didn't hear me then. They're not going to hear me now. Or look, look, I want to, I want to at least let them know that I'm their friend before I bring it up because I think it'll be received better. I'm supposed to bring it up when the spirit tells me it's time. And if I don't, you know, people suffer me because I'm chastised them because they miss out on God's promises and his protection and maybe eternal life. So thank you for that chastisement. I'm going back on mute. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Andrew. Yes, it is. We, 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 there's a whole bunch of calls and watchmen. Um, and, and, and there's several of them on this call and on this line. Anybody else? What did you hear? What did you think about your call as a watchman? Um, not just, those things that are spiritual, but those things that are physical, um, those, those things that are um, that that are mundane to uh, child rearing, to money management, to education. Anybody want to share on that component? Hi, good morning, Pastor Lavelle and family. This is Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to. I just wanted to say that your declaration was fire for me. As you were talking, so many bells and whistles were just going off in my mind and in my heart because I know that the Holy Spirit is speaking through you because my prayer partner and I have been praying about some of the same things that you're talking about because there's so much chaos going on in our world that we need to be holy. We need to be praying. We need to be on fire for God so we can see what's coming, you know, and also we need to have some money. So when something like a hurricane hits, 
or something um, catastrophic happens, we can step in and help. And we don't have to be the ones that need help. So I'm just so grateful now. and so excited about uh, what you're saying. I was like, oh, my God. You know, and I just love the fact that we are really getting to the meat of the word, that we are really growing on this line and just learning so much. And so I'm just, just happy. So thank you so much for letting God lead Thank you so much. It's really important that we make the main thing the main thing, and that is how do we get to our future? We get bogged down in the personalities, who shot John, who's zooming, who. That is not going to help us to get to our future. We, that's going to happen regardless. But us being prepared for the in, impending dangers ahead is so very important. Thank you so very much. Somebody else was getting ready to share. Who was that? Yes, Pastor. Um... Van Hook, this is Sister Carolyn Wien. Thank you so yes, much. Good, uh, morning. Just being so, good morning. Good to hear your sound. Thank you for being in the Word like that. Like, wow. Absolutely. I'm Bless feeling you. kind of thirsty for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like, what? I like to read that? Really get that? Thank you. Yes. That's how you broke that down, being a watchman, our responsibility, and also just what we need to be with God in our Word. Oh, Jesus. And... Thank you again for the forgiveness and also the financial peace. I've been hearing about it, so we need it. What time? Five? But how long is it on the eighth? Five to what? It's it's uh, from, from hour? five to seven. It's it's a two hours. It's five five to, seven. to seven. Um okay. um, and it's 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 a series that literally talks about. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, um, what I like about it when I learned it, because you know, I get so angry because I I think I'm, I'm I get excited about knowledge. And when, yeah. I, when I went through it the first time, I was more angry because there was stuff that I should have known that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. How much insurance is enough? I didn't know. I just got insurance. Right. I, I mean, you know, and, and so somebody has to guide you mm-hmm. on if your car gets wrecked, if you got the bare minimum, you can't get a new car. You right. can't even replace your car. <laughs> Uh, uh, um, you know, somebody needs to tell you that um, if you get term insurance and you don't invest the difference at the end of the term, you got nothing and your health could be bad. You have to invest the difference. Whole life gives you a, a, a um, it gives you a savings. But to me, God forgive me, but I don't need you watching my money for me. I can watch my own money. I can invest my right. own money. Why do I need somebody else? You know, and I'm not trying to be against the insurance agent, but you need to at least be aware of your options. Uh, when you get 60, you need long-term insurance because the, the longest that you're going to need medical care is between this time and this time. I mean, there's just so many things. That just saving money. Um, and one of yeah. the biggest things, and then I'm going to get off your soapbox, is when uh, Dave Ramsey talks about uh, transferring risk. It's really simple. I, I should have known this because I think I'm pretty, pretty smart, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the more you learn, the more you know you don't know. He says, listen, mm-hmm. if, you have a fi- if you have an emergency fund, right. anything that you can't cover in emergencies, that's why you need insurance. So either you have it covered under your emergency fund or you have it covered under insurance. And what you end up doing is transferring the risk to the insurance. 
Now, I mean, hello. Wow. <laughs> that makes darn good sense to me. I should have came up with that thought because, you know, that is that makes sense. So you're covered right. all the way. If if watch this, if it's in your emergency fund, guess what? You don't need no insurance for that. Because you go down, if they break your window with this smash and grab stuff that they're doing, because my son left his phone on the doggone seat, so they broke his window, took his phone. Okay. So now you won't put your phone on the seat, but your emergency fund will have you to go down to the glass place and not stress out and get your glass fixed. Because it's an emergency. Your glass is broken. So, so these are the kind of things that you have to be prepared for. Then it's not a personality thing. Well, I don't like Pastor Van Hook because he ain't no good. Or I don't like him because he's short or he this. He... No, when you're prepared with or without me, your preparation now helps you to prepare others. And so we get caught up in the things that don't even, that, that matters about nothing. And that's the reason why. Um, we need um, to be prepared as watchmen so that people will be able to see the impending dangers. I mean, come on, if we would have known that number 45 was going to put a lockdown on the government just because he was mad, just because he couldn't get his way. I mean, I, I mean, come on. So you have to prepare yourself for people who have the power to do that and, 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 and so that you won't allow somebody else to control your future. You get to control your own future. But anyway, um, um, that's really what I feel that the watchman's job is um, in our health, in our education, just in so many areas. So I kind of took over. But you was trying to finish, and I just cut you off, and I got excited. So go ahead and finish. Oh, no, that's going. good. Thank you. God, God bless you. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Uh, definitely, if you want to come, come on. And we'll work out the particulars after you get there. But it's just so very important for me to people to have an opportunity to be prepared. Um, um, You know, the knowledge that you gain becomes yours. Uh, You don't have to make any apologies for the knowledge that you have um, because you get to use it so that you can make the difference where you live, work, and worship. And that's so very important. Anybody else, what you think, what you thought? What's your ideas? What'd you hear? Hey, Pastor, this is Juliet. Good morning. Morning. That was a good word. Good word. Good word. Um, and I was thinking about uh, when you talk about being a, um, a watchman. You know, I've had a lot of dreams, like prophetic dreams, in the past. You know, I just thought looked at them as dreams, but as time has gone on. Especially about being on Declare Victory, we had a, a dream uh, interpretation series with Sarah and yeah. her husband. You know, I realized, yeah. you know, uh, these were kind of like uh, things, if I'd have known better, would be something that, as a watchman, I would be telling. But God, God, I always feel like God has called me to be a watchman in some kind of way because I always went to Ezekiel, I always went to that same scripture that you're talking about, like, if I see something and I don't say anything, then that sin is on my hand, head. But if I say something, they don't do nothing, then it's on them. 
So I always would revert, uh, refer back to that scripture. And another thing that I always thought about, too, I was thinking about Paul, you know, how um, when he did his ministry, one thing that stood out to me about him was that he was a tanner, a person. He had his own business. He had his mm. own. Therefore, he, you know, he's not tied to, first of all, he's not constrained to, uh, you know, as far as them giving him money and stuff like that. He was making his own way, you know, when he was doing the ministry. So, you know, he couldn't say that, you know, the church or anything was, you know, that they were paying him to do this or whatever. And also he can go anywhere he needed to go as God sent him. And I always thought about that. I've always thought about being an entrepreneur in some kind of way. It's just I'm still praying about, like, Lord, how you how you want me to do that? Because I felt like, you know, we, sh- we should be in that position, like you were saying, to have our finances together, first of all. Like you said, as far as being able to deal with the coming, we know that the com- there's going to be a crash in this country because we've been disobedient. We've fallen away from God. <laughs> come, so on we, come on now. Come on now. We're going to pay. We're going to pay for our sins. And um, so it's important for us to get that together, but also to be able to have the freedom to go wherever God sends you. You know what I'm saying? Um that was something that God was putting on my, so this just this resonated so much with me, you know, and it just validated so much of my thought process for the last, like, maybe 10 years. You know, I've always had to, and Eric can attest this, this urgency. I need to, we need to get some kind of business. I need, I'm always thinking like that because not, not for finance, just for financial gain, but just so we can be able to, you know, Minister and not, you know, and and have money to be able to, you know, take care of like you say emergencies or whatever, and 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 you know not have that burden um, on your back as far as finances. You know what I'm saying? I know God's gonna take care of us. Don't get me wrong, but then we have our part too, right? So anyway, awesome work. Well, listen, just just know this. Two things I want to say about that. Um, number one, a whole bunch of us get. Uh, prophecies and God God gives us a word so you have to have a platform where you have influence or credibility so that your word will not fall on deaf ears if you don't have a platform or influence and you get a rhema word it's very difficult for people to hear your word So some people who don't have any kind of influence or platform, they get angry because they word fall on deaf ears. So that's number one. And unfortunately, the people who have platforms and influence now in in our world are TV stars and so on and so forth, Oprah Winfrey and other people who have power and influence, but, but the people of God need power and influence so that we can speak into the people's lives. And so we need more people in places of influence and power so that when we speak, we can speak literally on helping them. And so that's so very, very important. Secondly, um, back at the community college district, and it's so very important that you follow, you and Brother Eric, follow what your heart is, get you a business that you can use the system to make resources for yourself. Everybody needs their own business because when the boss get angry with you, when the pink slips fly, 
you need to be prudent enough to survive, not based upon somebody else's thinking, but based upon the dreams and the aspirations that God has placed in your spirit. Now, everybody's not there yet, but everybody can do something um, that gives them their own power. But the reason why a lot of people don't do it, Sister Juliet, because we're lazy. Um, because when you have your own business, <laughs> if you don't work it, guess what? It, it won't work. <laughs> um, um, sometimes you have to get up early and sometimes you have to stay up late. But if you don't do it, it won't be done. And that's the reason why um, we don't do businesses. Um, and and um, I used to teach um, career development at the college level, at the community college level as well. And um, there are some principles that you have to know in business that whether you Christian, saint, sinner, whatever you are, there are principles that you should follow that helps you to sustain what you feel God has called you to do. And so those are the kind of things that would really, really be helpful. Um, all of that kind of stuff, I try my best to do at my church and bring those kind of people in because we need to have some information so that we can better equip ourselves for our future. Um, and, and then we got something to praise. Then we got something to get our praise on and shout about and, 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 and do a release. That's, to me, the reason why I, I, I fuss about us having a lot of praise and worship, and, and, and then we don't, we don't have the sustainability, and we want God to do what we don't want to do. And I'm guilty of a lot of that, so I'm talking about myself as well. Thank Anybody you. else want to share? Thank you. Yeah, that part you said in the beginning, like you were saying about not having the, the um, what you said, not having the, I guess the platform or whatever. The platform and, or the influence. Yeah, the influence. I, have, yeah. Uh, you know, first catching up with what God, that has a lot to do with catching up with what God says about you, you know. And <laughs> I, I wasn't there, so therefore it's just like, you know, well, who's going to listen to me, right? So, you know, so, it was, you know, so you keep it to yourself, but, you know, I, I, I've come to understand that when God has put something like, something prophetic on your mind or even in a dream, you don't forget. I mean, I can still see the details of every one of them, you know? Yes. So it's yes. like, um, but you like you're saying, um, this it's like, I appreciate what you're saying as far as the business and stuff. Just uh, those are, that's making me think that we definitely need to seek out these type of, um, what do you call it? That, this kind of help to kind of yes. get direction, you know? Because yes. yes. it's, you know, you can stink all day long, but if you have no direction, you get frustrated with that too, you know? To me, Sister Julia, it make a long story short, you know what they call that? What do they call that? The what? church. This is what the church is supposed to be doing. <laughs> this, they call that church. So we doing church and not preparing people. We're giving people aphrodisiacs. We have to prepare people. That's what the church is supposed to be doing. That's the reason why I spend time having classes and workshops. Because I know that if we don't get people who have godliness in the White House, in the Blue House, in your house, my house, then we get ruined. We need more people that have godliness in their ears so that 
not only will they do right by us, but they'll do right by others. And so that's what we should be doing as the church, preparing people for the impending dangers. And, and sin is going to continue at a coming rate, how we respond to it and how we prepare for it. Um, and, 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 and a lot of times what, what, what I've discovered over several years, you don't get a lot of people who want to come to be prepared. You want to get a lot of people who want to come to get release. There's a difference. We want to get release from all of the pain, sin, chaos, crises. But the way you get release is through preparation. You have to be prepared to run this race. Um, and, and we must be more prepared. And I get excited when lights come on, when people are empowered with preparation. Because now, uh, with the help of God and some information, they get to um, literally move forward. Um, and those are the people who, majority of the time, have more freedom to do what they need to do to get things done. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, and again, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time, but that's what the call should do. That makes a lot of sense. I'm, trying to, I'm not. I'm just trying. I'm just so like, wow. What you're saying is just so powerful. You know, yeah, preparation. You know, it's like we definitely need to be in that place of preparation. Um, that's why God doesn't. I don't feel like He gives us everything at one time because we can handle everything, but we have to move forward. Handle everything. Yeah. But we definitely have to move. Or to like act like we, you know, we are concerned about it, you know, and act, you know, not just be presumptuous uh, that everything's just going to fall. And then we want God to do what we didn't do. Listen, I, I, I'm I'm the number one. I'm not only a client, but I'm the president. There's so many things that I've been angry with God at because he, I said, God, you should have done this, and God basically said in my journaling, you you should have done this. <laughs> I, I gave you the mind to do this. You let me handle the stuff that you can't prepare for, so then you have to let your faith kick in. But everything that we can do, we ought to be prepared on this side. And then there's things that we cannot do. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. And that's how we please God. That's how we please God. But uh, because we've been beat down, we've been abused, we've had issues, we're holding on and harboring pain and, in, you know, just got bitterness. We, the enemy wants to keep us filled with stuff where we won't prepare, we just won't release. We just need a break. We, we just need, we, you know, we, we, we need to get our praise on. And so then we use God's word not as a word of empowerment and instruction, but we use God's word to, to, to say he cares about me and my state and my situation no matter what I and how I respond to it. And that's not, that's, 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 that we can do more. We can do more. So I respond to God's word by setting up classes and opportunities and bringing people in um, and bringing people, if I, you know, in my church, when we bring anybody in who has some significance, 
you need to know I have a hidden agenda. And it ain't hidden, but anybody who know me. When you come to my church, if you one of these big-time muckety-mucks, I'm going to ask you for some jobs for the people. I'm going to ask you for some money for the scholarship fund for the kids. That's something that I'm after because God has given you the authority, the power, and the influence. And I want to have the influence of you giving it to the people where I live, work, and worship. And that's the reason why I work as hard as I do. I like to come along with that. And then I have my own both joy and pain. So, you know, I'm a part of it. Anybody else? Because I can talk about this kind of stuff all day. <laughs> Good morning, Pastor. It's Kamisha. Good morning. It was, I, um, <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, something said to me, if your increase is borrowed, then you broke. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need to get my financial safe together. <laughs> I, I have been, I have been like, you know, thinking about that and working on that. And you know, when you when you were talking about it, yeah, like the the. Yeah, the spirit just said, if your increase is borrowed, then you broke. And I was like, wow. So, you know, my, my, my. To, you know, so I'm like, yeah, yeah. And and so thank you so much. That, um, that really helped me because I am trying to prioritize um, financially. Um, and so that that was just so great. So thank you for that. That's what I got. I got that out of that. And and then I was also just thinking about like the um what you were saying about the platform and like like having the ability to to, to speak to people or, or or warn people or encourage people to get to get ready or to be ready. Um, and I was just thinking of how um a lot of people um build those platforms for them for their own edification. So it's not necessarily to warn other people, it's to prop like I've seen I've experienced folks build it and say it's because they want others to come and they want to be able to like do stuff for other people but then when it's when it's all erected then it's only for themselves. And and I and I try to tell people that that's not what it's for. Um, and and but it just don't it don't resonate. I know the platform that I was blessed with. It ain't for me at all. And I started to struggle when I did when I didn't uh, talk to people about God's grace, mercy, but also correction through that platform. Um, then I started to struggle on the platform. And so <laughs> I I just feel you know, I really felt that and I heard that and then um you know, and so now it's just like sometimes we got to warn the people on the platform. Cuz you know they not you know, sometimes it's it's just a, a, a real struggle. Always have people following you where you leading them to. And that's just, 
that's just the biggest challenge. And so I'm just dealing with that right now, Pastor. And I just thank you so much. Thank you so very, very much. You know, um, for for years, um, I, I thought my drive and my influence literally was for me. I had no idea that God gave it to me to use it for the good. Um, and it, it amazes me that people wanna wanna give you a rhema word. Um, they want to speak into your life, but they have not gotten um, the platform to speak into anybody's life. And so they get frustrated when things don't go well. So you have to have authority, position, and influence in order for people to take your word with, 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 with credibility. Um, and it's just so very important. And so now um, I appreciate the platforms that God has given me. And so that's the reason why I work real hard to make sure that others benefit. Um, and and uh, financial peace is definitely not about me. It's, it's about preparing the people as I continue to work it out myself. Um, because our habit forming is always against discipline until you put your body and you, you put, you, you have to discipline yourself on certain things. If not, you will totally be out of order. And, and so that's not our nature. Our nature is to, 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 to be undisciplined. But there must be some discipline. And then all of that stuff as a Christian um, at my church at 830 on Sunday morning, uh, we, we do boot camp. And that's basically a survival skills uh, class on how to survive as a Christian. And, and most people who go through the class, they say, you know what, uh, you know, I got to go back and look at this thing because I didn't know my responsibility was that I had to have enough room for people, uh, for people who don't quite get it, the people who don't know. And then I have to be patient with them because God was patient with me. I have to be loving even when they are loveless. And, and I have, so there's just so many things that the body of Christ, we have to do as remnants in order to make a difference where we live, working for church. And so, but being prepared to get the power, get the authority, get the positions, and then give God the glory, and then work for God's people on his behalf is what he actually is wanting and calling us to do. And so thank you for uh, getting ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. That's T.D. Jakes, somebody. But anyway, that's what's so very important for me and this kind of conversation, you don't get a whole bunch of hallelujahs and thank you, Jesus, because it forces people to take a look at themselves as opposed to have an outward shout of praise. That forces for you to do an inventory and say, so how am I doing with forgiveness? Do I, have, do I harbor um, and, and, and all upset and been out of shape because um, somebody done me wrong song? How am I doing with my finances? Um, um, watch this. How am I doing with my eating habits? The doctor done already told me that my family had high blood pressure, and my, my dad had diabetes, and so-and-so had sickle cell. Am I, am I paying attention to that, or, or am I just living my life saying, well, you know, we're going to have to leave here someday? No, those are the kind of things. And so we've got so much that we need to pay attention to. And that's a lot when you're fighting everyday life, when you're trying to survive, when you're dealing with single parentness or, or a job that's working you like a Hebrew slave and don't pay you what you 
um, um, what, 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 what you feel you're worth. I mean, there's just so many things that just really um, um, give, give, give us setback. But the watchman has the authority to watch women, to help people move in a direction that makes a difference so that they become really the head, Brother Andrew prayed it, the head and not the tail. We, 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 we must um, find our way to the forefront um, in Jesus' name so that the rest of the people can follow what God has spoken through us. And then it won't be about selfish gain, but it will be about community and the beloved community that Martin Luther King Jr. talks about that, 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 that we should have a beloved community. So anyway, anybody else want to share? And hopefully this is making sense. Good morning, Dr. Van Hook. You just pulled into my parking stall. <laughs> That's the reason I get on this phone call because I'm interested in changing people's lives. <laughs> this is Nikisha. When you're talking about the job, being frustrated, uh, the, uh, just everything, to, to, you just you just laid it all out. Um, I, I had to turn the music off. My daughter said, "Okay, are you something really going on with you?" <laughs> yes. uh yeah. yeah 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 i had to turn the music off and she said oh you just really want to be uh in silence I was like, uh-huh yeah but you oh, know god is faithful yeah god is faithful and i you know i just i have to just uh just keep plucking along and and just keep seeing what the end's going to be because I, I i know that there's something better than this so what's going on right now so I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Uh, today marks uh, two years that I've been calling in to declare victory. So I know that um, he's got something better for me. So I just got to keep on keeping on. <laughs> Amen. 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 So let me, let, let me, let me ask you this. Are you ready? Ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, because, all right. So let's just, let's just be honest. Keeping on, keeping on to keep on does not give you a plan for your future. Okay. I need for you to find somebody that will help you authenticate a process and a plan and some steps moving forward. You're going to need to cut back here to have increase over there. You're going to need to move. See, if you let this thing happen, then Somebody else is, is the controller. Does that make sense? Yeah. You need to be the controller. God has placed people with processes, with businesses, with opportunities, with education out there. So we have to line ourselves up and say, okay, this is where I'm going. Um, this is what's happening. I need to prepare myself for this. Uh, um, you know, I mean, just in, in every stage, uh, in politics, they call themselves reinventing themselves because the term is only for four years, two years, six years, whatever it is. But after that term is over, guess what they got to do? They got to find another position. So we have right. to reinvent ourselves, and you have to be on target and on task to say, I'm not going to allow life to happen to me. I'm going to happen to life. Oh. So now... When you make some declarations, when you say, by the end of this year, I'm going to have 
$6,000 saved. I'm just, just throwing out a number. $5,000 saved. Okay. How much do you have saved now? Well, I'm in the negative uh, $200. Okay. So how much money we got? <laughs> so how do we carve? How do we shape? Uh, I mean, again, um, one, of the, one of the goals of financial peace, which was really upsetting again to me, and you have to forgive me for, for, because I, I, I process differently. So one of the things around financial peace, here it is. Do you know where your money's going? Most people don't have a clue until they sit down and do a budget. And when you find out, oh, my God, I'm spending $3,000 a month eating out. So an assessment, an inventory is the first thing that you do. What's going on so that I can take a look at it? And, 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 and because it looks uh, dismal in a lot of cases, you know, the people who got AIDS, a lot of them that, that, that don't want to be responsible, guess what they say? Well, I don't want to know. I just want to go ahead and No, you need to know. <laughs> you need to know what it looks like and, and, and face that as a reality. And, and so that's when the healing begins because when you can look at your situation – and lament over it because Nehemiah gives the process. He heard about the people in ruin in, 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 in Jerusalem. He cried. The Bible says he wept. He lamented. You have to lament over your situation if it's not well. I'm in lament right now. And, but, but I have to call it what it is. Then and only then can you move to a healthier place, to a place where you can get back in charge of your own life and destiny. Then there's some things other people want for you. You don't want for yourself, so you don't have to. That, that ain't necessarily true, but because you're a woman or a man or, or, or um, um, whatever, then people have have names for you, but because you're saying that's not who that's not where I'm going, even if it who if that's who I was, that's not who I am today. And so you have to fight through all of that. Does this make sense? Yes. Yes. So you're going to have to power down and get you a plan, get you some goals, and when you have a goal. Now you can move because there's some things that you can do and some things that you shouldn't do in order to get to that goal. Um, um, I often say this in sermons and work. You have to be careful about how much time you spend with them. They never talk about the future. They never talk about where they're going. They never talk about the goals and objectives that they have. They only talk about when life was good back in the day. Because that's where they want to live. You can't move to your future from a back-in-the-day perspective. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the insidious uh, addiction to crack, but from what they tell me, the crack smokers – 
would be looking for the high that's in front of them that they already had behind them, and they will never find it because they've already had it. And they're trying to get back to a place. Um, but they're doing it so destructive that they can never see it. And so if I was counseling them, I would tell them, look, if you really want to go back and get that same high, okay, get off track for a year and then go back and, and smoke it again. And then you'll say, oh, there it is. So, 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 so you have to get a plan, go, get, get with some help and say, okay, this is where I want to be. And this is where I am. Now, what is it going to take for me to get there? And normally it is not that easy but the self-discipline, because if you just say, listen, I'm just going to go on and see what the end is going to be, somebody else gets to describe and write your story. And don't look now, but nobody, and I'm saying this with, 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 with bass in my voice, gets to declare my story but me. They get to declare pieces of my story, but it ain't over yet. And so I get to decide what I'm going to have my story to read at the end of the day based upon where I am and where I want to be. And other people do not get that privilege of telling my story. I get to write my own history. And so I have to do something today, even when I make mistakes, even when I went down the wrong road or, or, or a one-way street that says do not enter, I didn't see the sign, or whatever, or I tried to make a shortcut. <laughs> What did you hear? Oh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Amen. <laughs> Good morning. I'm so Good glad. Morning. Uh, hi, Good this. Good morning. Good morning. This is Natasha, and um, just thank you. You said so many things that have touched my spirit, and I won't say too much because uh, some of y'all know how I do. I'll be boohooing in a minute. But um, I just love it, and I, I just want to take this opportunity um, as I'm led to just, as you're talking about finances, and it's the end of the month, and I know so many people, so many people are touched and blessed by this call, and lives are changed. So I just want to ask people, if you haven't given in a while, and just to, to think of making a donation to help support our sister Dion and all the people who are behind the scenes and keep this line going because it would be not a good thing if we called in one day and the line was not here. So just being grateful for this platform, this forum, for the declarers who pour out so much and praying that God pours back into you all because you are touching lives and I thank you and I thank you, Pastor Man Hook, for your word because it is so, it's, um, I'm just humbled and I'm grateful and I am uh, just so thankful. So I just want to ask others who are feeling that same uh, spirit and uh, just to consider just giving to declare victory and, and helping to support the work that's being done. So thank you, everyone, and I wish you all a safe uh, holiday weekend. I'm going back on mute. Woo! Did, did, did somebody catch that one? Because now it forces you to be responsible for not not I mean listen and 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 I don't want to beat a, a horse that's down, but think about calling in one morning and you would swear something's wrong with your phone, 
snow declared victory could not be sustained because we took, 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 and didn't invest, didn't give, didn't give, didn't give. Um, and, and for some strange reason, we, the people, believe that if it's supposed to go on and, and, and without resources, it takes resources to make it happen. And so thank you so much for lifting that. Um, I, uh, Pastor Dion and, and all of the people underneath that vision, this, you never know what, what a person goes through when they have to stand for folk who have no idea of what it costs, what it costs. They just say, hey, shucks. I mean, that's just like a kid. A kid comes to the table to eat. They have no idea that there was not enough food for the mother to eat. She needed to make sure everybody else ate. They didn't even consider, well, mama, did you eat? Well, you know, shucks. And that's what we're trying our best to get to. So thank you so very much. Um, um, yeah, there are others. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't want to continue to just um, um, do this, but we're called to become influential. We're called to these positions of power and authority so that God can get the victory in those places. And so the preparation has to be there. The responsibility is on us to make it happen. And it starts with things as simple as investing into a venue like this. I get so excited about this day. Thank God for uh, those who made this happen and possible. And uh, I just get so excited. I just get, you know, overwhelmed. And I take it seriously. So, therefore, I prepare for what I want to share with you all. Uh, this venue is so very tough. Most people, um, um, you know, that most people um, have different ideas. But the other people who are listening on this call, I had no idea that was listening. Um, and I'll feed them someplace. And they'll say, do you remember the call, such and such, such? And I said, yeah, they said I was on the call. And I, was, I said, oh, my God. So we don't know who's being blessed, who's getting your rainbow word, a fresh anointing, and now has to have the responsibility of acting on what they heard. Anybody else want to share? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Pastor Van Hook, this is Andrew again. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, can I contact you uh, offline over the uh, IM? I have a couple questions. I don't for see you. one. Uh, you don't have my number? No, no, sir, I do not. Okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll. I'm going to cut it home so I can have it. Okay. So yes, Thank you. you can. Yes, you can. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good morning, Reverend Dr. Van Hook. This is Sister LaJoy Levi, and I just want to say thank you for the word, the encouragement. I thank you for all the work that you're doing in the vineyard. I thank you um, for um, standing on the platform and drawing others to come up to the platform and to do the work and um, 
when I, I haven't been online in a very long time, but I decided to call this morning. God placed it on my heart and in my spirit. And um, I, while I was listening to you, it reminded me of those days that we were at Laney College and you were teaching the AFRAM class and um, how you would encourage us as a people to Go, go higher. Don't let this be your stopping ground. Let, let take this to the next level so that you can be able to help others in the community, and that you can be able to encourage someone, or uh, so that you can be able to educate others. Um, and you didn't want to direct it totally into the religion, but as a community and as those who are standing before others that you are letting the light of God shine in you when you are available, when you keep yourself available and have the the knowledge and the boldness to stand before others and to give them what you have gotten. You got to get something to be able to give something. And so <laughs> I thank you for all the encouragement and the wisdom and um, the blessings through God that you have been given um, from thus far and that you're continuing, no matter what you face, you continue to continue to do the work and continue to let God fill you up and, and so that you can be able to pour out to others. And I know that it's heaven sent. And I just pray that God will continue to bless you and those who are a part of the prayer line and those who have heard or that um, have tapped in or that is connected with you to continue to reach out because um, we need each other. And the only way that we can continue to be strong is that we stay together and that we encourage one another and that we also, through the blessing, be a blessing. So I, I just want to share that information. I'm constantly in prayer, asking God to continue to strengthen us. And I'm asking for prayer for myself. I had surgery yesterday, and I want to speedily heal. <laughs> I need uh, speed healing. And um, I'm taking on all these units at Cal State, and I can't stop. You know, God has called me to to be able to be educated and also to be able to help others through what he's given me. And so I just pray that I am staying in the will of God and that I am constantly um, feeding my spirit to be able to be down the flesh and to um, constantly do the work that God has called me to. So God bless everyone that is still under the sound of my voice. And I love you all and have a, a blessed and prosperous holiday weekend. Amen. Uh, thank you so much. Um, let me just say this to those who are still listening. Um, I've been voted from the doctors when I was born up to high school. I was voted most to either be dead or in prison or someplace. God had something else in mind for me. That didn't take away all of the trauma and the pain that I came with. Um, and most of the people have no idea where I've come from. They just can only look at either the misgivings or whatever it is. 
but they have no idea what it has taken for me to overcome the reading challenges. I have an earned doctorate degree, but when you don't know how to read at the doctor degree level, but you still forced your way to get there, they, I, people read stuff in a one sitting in 20 minutes. It took me four hours to do what people did in 20 minutes because I had some challenges and stuff to overcome. They have no idea that um, uh, math, um, I had struggles with math. I had struggles with spelling. To this day, I have six ways of spelling one word. So that, that, that means that five of them be wrong, but at least we're trying to spell it. So nobody knows the struggles that all of us face to get to where we're going. Nobody knows the nights and the days and 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 there are some people who spend all of their time trying to make you be bad or make you be different or make you be or you ain't all of that. They have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea. And so I really want to encourage you to take what you have. Know that God can work with you right where you are. The reason why I can't stop and quit is because I've come too far. I had no idea that I was going to end up being a college professor, um, um, I was a pretty good basketball player. I should have went to the, to the NBA league, but I was deemed uncoachable because I had some issues, behavior issues. And so I just really want to encourage somebody, quit looking at what you don't have and use what you do have. If it takes you five hours to do what somebody else takes five minutes, I got a buddy of mine, my best friend, one of my best friends, he, you know, I, I get so angry with him because we'll read a book and he'll be done in 20 minutes and I'll, it's still two weeks and I'm still trying to get the book complete. But in the end of two weeks, I finally got it. Now, I could quit because I wasn't as fast as him. But, but you have to own what's yours, but you can reach your goals and objectives. I've got so many goals and objectives that I still have to reach. And, yes, I still got to take some of the hits. So who shot John and who said whatever. But I'm here to tell you, if God be for you, I'm in Bible country now. What then shall we say about these things? Romans 831, if God be for you, who can be against you? What shall we say? If God be with you, God be for you, and people will never know the struggle you had to get through your college journey, your assignment, your whatever it is. And so um, I call those people who make excuses, blame others, or complain, I call them victims. You are a victim when you complain, 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 when you blame others and you make excuses. No, 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 no. You have to be a victor, not a victim. So um, that's my fussing for today. But um, I'm a living witness that it can be done, regardless of what, what impairment um, um, issues that you might have. Um, God can give you the strength that you need, place people in your life that can help you to get there, even when you was dealt a bad hand or at least you felt you were. But, but if God be with you, he's more than the world against you. And then you've got to fight the people who um, want to think you just got there on a skateboard or, or in a limousine. And then you've got to stop cussing because you're going to tell them you have no idea what it took for me to get here. 
So please, I do not want to hear your story. Um, because that's, then that's another struggle you got to deal with. So it's just it's constant. That's why your life source has to come. Your Easter has to come from God. Because if you're depending on people, people will size you up based upon what they think and they see and what they heard about you. And never what God says about you. And I can tell you, God says you're the head and you're not the tail. He says he knows the plans he has for you, and his plans for you is to prosper. And if you're not prospering, regardless of your rape, molestation, drug addiction, whatever your issues are, prison term, he can take that and still get you to a bright future. And so my cousin wrote a song, and uh, a song is, I, I forget what her name is. Um, but anybody famous, they my cousin. Um, and she said, let's give them something to talk about. Since they don't talk, you might as well give them something to talk about. Uh, and, and so uh, that's, what, that's what keeps me going. That's what drives me, in spite of what it looks like. That's my final comment. Any last comments before we pray? I want to pray for your surgery recovery. Uh, any, any last comments um, as I continue to do all that God has called me to do, whether it be in the college, in the community, or in the faith community world. I'm going to continue to hold up the bloodstained banner um, because that's all I know. Any last comments? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the privilege. Mr. Carolyn again. Yes, Mr. Carolyn. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for everything in the comments. I'm like, wow. In school, I'm like, (laughs) Cannot get through algebra. I'm like, oh my god! I'm just like, well, should I even continue? Oh, reach for that BA. Parents like, you still ain't finished. I'm like, no, I ain't finished yet. But I'm not gonna give up. Thank you for what you said. In terms of getting different, not really the disability, but it just takes me longer to get it, to understand it. And but I'm not gonna give up. Thank you so much for that encouragement. I just need <laughs> prayer in so many ways. Me, my family, me and my husband, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, Lord, you know, just quick. <laughs> I can't bring him to the uh, financial peace because we separate on everything. So I need to come for me. But thank you so much again for everything that you that you have, spit, the game you spit today. Thank you so much. God bless you. Listen, it starts with me and mine. It starts and ends with you. Absolutely. Yes. Amen. I need a financial safety account. I need need all of that. Whatever happened with me and him, I got to be stable. I got to have some peace around me. (laughs) Welcome to the game called life. (laughs) Wow. And every day. And just know you're not by yourself. There's a whole bunch of people. Absolutely. You're not by yourself. And then some people make it look so easy and so good. That's probably one of my issues. People have told me all everywhere I go, man, you make that stuff look so easy. <laughs> Listen, the reason why it looks easy to me is because I'm determined to get there. And so I make adjustments. Mm-hmm. I try my best not to stay stuck and make adjustments mm-hmm. to the best of my ability to get to my desired goal. Mm, that's good. And and that's the reason why it looks so easy. Um, but if I tell you I was on academic probation every other semester when I was in undergrad school, um, oh. that 
how hard it was for me to get through undergrad school because I went there thinking that I knew everything and had no idea what I did not know. So it took me to get to a post-grad degree for me to start recognizing (laughs) that I needed to make some adjustments. Yes, I'm going to change, and I got that academic uh, progress probation. They're like, I didn't drop the classes, can't do it. Okay, (laughs) you're halfway, spend the money, drop it, withdraw. So next semester, I have to take a break. So so two things about about academics that you need to know. Number one, you have to pay attention to the class and the knowledge and the process. Yeah. A whole bunch of my students think they know everything. And what they don't know is I have the power over giving them a passing grade or failing grade or them dropping my class. Wow. So it don't, it don't matter what you think you know. Pay attention to the instructor. People don't understand when they come to my class, what you want, I already have. Right. I already got it. And so you can fight me if you want to, um, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to make it very, very more difficult because you give me extra work. And so you have to know how to make the adjustments. Oh, yeah, I've had students that, you know, the teacher is the teacher that listen, you're not married to that instructor. You only got, if you're on mm-hmm. a quarter system, you don't take long. If you're on a semester system, you got three months. You got 18 classes. Right. And then get out of there, and you can tell that teacher where to go after you get an A, B, whatever your desired work is. But when you go there already bent out of shape, already in suspicion, it's very difficult for you to submit to that work. Then you've got to think about who's around you, who can help you with math, with English. Somebody's got to help edit your papers, all of that. Um, I did editor and everything. I had all of that. Yes, yes. And you got to follow their instructions. When I finished my doctorate degree, I had to pay a lady to edit my work. I had 800, wow. uh, about 850 pages. And when she finished, I had over only 150. And, I, I, you know, I cussed her out for all of my hard work. <laughs> uh, and so she said, all that mess you put in there. And I said, how dare you call my <laughs> stuff mess? <laughs> yeah, and you know what she told me? What? <laughs> Fire me then, sir. Since you hired me to take care of your stuff, fire me, and then I'll let you take that 850 garbage so that you, they can kick you out because they'll tell you how stupid you were too. So sometimes we don't know what we think we know. And let me just tell you, I had to humble myself. But do you not know I passed with flying colors because she knew what she was doing, and I didn't. Yeah. And so sometimes we've got to get people and do what they say do. <laughs> yes. Follow directions. Just follow their instructions. <laughs> Hello. Had I, had I fired her and took that 850, because I was impressed with my little old, you know, I really did a book. Boy, I was really right. I spent all that time, and then she marked through it, and she said, you don't need all these pages. 20 here, you don't need. 60 here, you don't need. I said, but that's, that's my work. She said, look, you said it over here. Now, why would you want to be redundant and say it three times? So you said that three times. I'm taking two of them out. 
Oh, my God. And so I really had a struggle all the way through. This is not something that I just walked into. Wow. Mm. And that's the reason why when people when people try, try, try to play with my doctorate degree, you have no idea. I got kicked out three times from, 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 from my doctoral class. Once because I couldn't pay. Twice because I could not get through the process. And I had to make some adjustments. So they kicked me out three times. But I was determined to get it. So it's possible no matter what. I was determined. Absolutely. So the adjustments was on me. The adjustments was on me. So it's so very important. Yeah. You understand. You can get this done. Yes, it might take you a little bit longer. Yes, you might have to cry. <laughs> I ain't telling you what I heard. Yes, you may have to eat some crow because there's some people that you don't even like that's going to tell you what you got to do, and you're going to say, listen, I can't stand them, but do what they say do. Right. If they're the right person, they'll get you through. And professional people don't have time. They don't have, they don't have time in their day just to send you around the mulberry bush. They don't. Real people, they're busy. So they're going to cut to the chase and tell you what a cow, how to cow eat the cabbage and move on. And you can spend your time being angry, being out of shape, all you want to. But until you do what they tell you to do, uh, and then, you you know, I've even done this. I've even fired some people and went hide from me. And guess what they did? (laughs) Told me the same thing. And then I was mad. Then I should have kept the first person uh, because they were cheaper. So I've been through all of that stuff. So... (laughs) So I'm just trying to tell you that, that nobody really knows what goes into this stuff, but, but, but I got the scars and the bruises. And so uh, I, you, you don't have to call me Dr. Van Hook. I earned that doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, the nights I had to stay up and cry because I couldn't get it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the people was having expectations for me, and I couldn't get past it because I had mental blocks, and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and I thought I knew what I'd – oh, shut. So anyway, anyway, that's a whole nother sermon, whole nother story. <laughs> Thank you. And so Jake, when I people come you. to me, yeah, when people come to me and say they can't do it, I'm telling you, who do you think you're talking to? Somebody who just walked and walked into the thing and they gave them a degree? Absolutely not. All of the issues I had, the only wow. thing that I had that most people don't have is determination. Determination, determine no matter what. I'm going to do, I'm going to get there. Wow. I may have to off-road. I may have to say, hey, man, I'll meet you there because I got to go a back route. (laughs) But that's what keeps me. That's the reason why people can't stand me in a lot of cases because when they look at me, they they, they don't see what they see in the mother people. Well, yeah, because it took me a different route to get there. All right. Wow. I'm encouraged today not to give up. Rest through no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Lord. And, and don't be surprised, but somebody else knows something. I ain't the only one that knows something. Somebody else knows something, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> That's what it is. And, and when you think you're the only one that knows something, woo-wee, you're in trouble. Right. Things will, will, will hold you hostage. You got to be willing to let all that stuff go. Let some let let some stuff pass. Bless people who hurt you. Pray for them who despitefully use you. I am in the word mm. of God. Love your enemy. Ooh. Wow. 
Okay. Well, I'm about to go to my 12-step meeting. Be a victor, not a victim. Yeah, it's people don't care nothing about your complaints. People don't care who you blame, and people don't care about the excuses that you make. When you get it done, there is no excuse. When you're on time, you don't have to make an excuse about why you were late. You can't blame your mama. You can't blame your daddy. When you become an adult, your decisions are yours. You either got to evaluate them, either make the same kind of decisions and patterns, or you can take on something different. That's, that's the kind of free will God gives us. And so you don't have to be angry because your mama was angry or bitter because your daddy was crazy. You don't. Wow. You don't. You can, you can set the atmosphere everywhere you go, even when you are in some – anytime you're in a venue where the atmosphere is not healthy, you still can set the atmosphere for yourself. And and the people who are looking for you, they will find you because they're looking for somebody pleasant, somebody upbeat, somebody who can encourage them, somebody who can give them hope, somebody who can say, listen, I understand, but you can't stay here. Uh, those are the kind of things that you, you see that and you'll find it. And then there's some people that you're going to have to dismiss yourself from and say, hey, I'll be back after I get this degree. But being with you, I ain't going to get it. Or whatever your case is. And then you've got to ask yourself about the people who you hang out. Do they agree with you or do they say, do they have permission to speak into your life? I got a friend, a buddy of mine. Uh, he's my friend, but he has not given me permission to speak into his life. But I got the answers wow. and the solution. <laughs> but why give it to him and he can't hear nothing? So I'd be wasting my breath and energy. But I hang out just enough so that when the time comes, you're going to say, well, what about mm-hmm. this? And I'm going to say, I'm so glad you asked. Woo! I've been waiting a long time to tell you. And so we've got people who, yeah, we have people who are speaking in the folk lives and the people who they were supposed to be receiving can't hear nothing. So you wasted your breath and your energy. Well, I told them. Yeah, okay. See how far that works. Yeah, they have to be pre-prepared and seasoned to hear from you. If they can't hear you, there's nothing you can do. There's so many people. And as a pastor, it's, it's really tough because people in my church can't hear me, but then I bring a guest minister in to say the same doggone thing I said, and then they all of a sudden can hear it. And that used to bother me. But I'm not, contr- I'm not in charge of when God opens up that door. Mm, right. I just have to. Keep preaching, speak to the people who God has opened up the door to me for. Uh, Brother Andrew said it, some water, some plant, but only God gives the increase. And we want credit. Yeah, we want credit for those that we we, we send. We want them to come back and say thank you to us. No, somebody else Mm -hmm. got that thank you. But then there's people that other people have sold in and invested, invested, and they've given you the credit for it, and you didn't do much but give them a rhema word. But that word meant everything. And that, that investment that people put in, they didn't even count that. And so that's the reason why you can't, you can't gauge your life based upon who gives you credit. 
to God be the glory. All right, listen, I done talking. It's 820, 30 almost. Uh-huh. Uh, anybody else want to say anything? I want to pray. <laughs> Uh, well, before you pray, Pastor uh, Dr. Van, yes. this is Sister Joy yes, once ma'am. again. I want to ask you to pray for my mother. Her birthday is tomorrow. Her name is Pamela Levi, and she's still stuck in her addiction. And I just um, know that God is able. It's not in my time, but it's in his. And I just pray that she will submit to God's will. And also for my brother, Ricky, who was just shot last Saturday. Um but I thank God for sparing his life. I keep him in prayer. Um, my God. So just my God. action. <laughs> but prayer for them. Um, I want to, yeah, I'm going to pray for you too. Thank you. I need oh. it. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, Can you imagine how many of us are carrying family members and loved ones? And, um, and then God ain't in a hurry from our perspective. <laughs> And it could be so easy if God moves. But let me just say this to you as we pray. God is sovereign. Paul said, listen, God, if you just take this thorn out of my flesh, I could be a real globetrotter for you. And the word of God says, listen, my grace is enough. If If you can trust me, I can get you through it. And it's tough when... It's not you. We have issues with ourselves, but when it's when it's a loved one or somebody and you can't get to them, you can't reach them. That that's that that's a tough space to be in. But God's grace is sufficient, even in a time like this. So I would definitely uh, include that in my prayer. Any any anybody else? Um, let's pray. Lord, we have heavy hearts in some cases. We've been freed in some cases. We're determined and we're struggling in some cases. We're carrying the burdens in some cases. And, Lord, we're asking that you would give us the victory. So help us not to be weary in well-doing because we do know in your time we'll reap if we don't quit. And sometimes we've even had to come to the place where we say we can't go no further. But truth of the matter is, we don't have any clue on how much we can bear. Only you know how much we can bear. Because if if we had the decision, we would have quit a long time ago. So, Lord, we thank you for your grace, your love, your mercy, and then your ability to give us the strength beyond what we even understand ourselves. So we pray for the people we hold um, that, that needs recovery whether it be recovery from healing, um, from surgery, whether it be recovery from uh, life, drugs, alcohol, finance, whatever the recovery mode that we're in, we ask that you would give us the strength. And then those of us who are actually going through it ourselves, Lord, help us not to quit. Uh, The writer, the poem says, when things seem hard, when it sometimes will, when the road you're trotting seems all uphill, when the debts are high and the funds are low, when you want to smile, but you have to cry. When the cares of this world press us down a bit, we have to rest, but we don't want to quit. But help us not to quit. Help us not to throw in the towel. Help us to make the adjustment. Help us to listen to somebody who we trust that can guide us through your word, through your will, through your way. Then, Lord, help us to know that even when we struggle and get the victory, 
Help us not to look for certain people to give us credit for what only you did. And so, Lord, we thank you for these who are listening, those who are silent, those who are speaking. We ask that you would bless in this day those that are in school, those that are in the struggle, those that didn't think that they could make it. There's so many journeys, so many rivers we've got to cross, so many mountains we've got to climb, so many valleys we have to tunnel through. But we're saying this, greater is he that's within me. Hallelujah, right there. <laughs> and then he that's within the world. I am more than a conqueror because of Christ Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, that you was going to leave us, but you're not going to leave us by ourselves. And we need that Holy Spirit, the teacher, the guider, the comforter to come in moments like these. So, Lord, I believe, but now help my unbelief. Strengthen me where I'm weak. Strengthen us where we're weak. Strengthen us where we're torn down. Prop us on every lean inside. Because we are searching for that day when you call. And we answer, we want to hear you say, well done. In spite of what the people said, in spite of what, whatever we went on, we want to hear you say, well done. And so, Lord, we ask now these and other blessings. Hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Thank Love you, you all. Y'all have been so kind. Amen. Listen, God I, bless you. Um, you know, Amen. you know, I can all take right. all
is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith 
is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith 
is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith 
is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Supporting one another, a living faith 
is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please. We are declared victory. Declare victory. 